Thanks for listening to the Life Changer Church podcast. We are excited you are with us today. Please feel free to contact the church office at 918-341-8344 or you can find us online at lifechangerchurch.com. Enjoy today's message. I want to welcome the kids with us this morning. Really glad you're here today. It's a wonderful blessing to have you in worship with us. We appreciate our teachers and all who work with our children. But once a month on Sunday mornings, on Sunday mornings, we uh, we keep the kids in here with us. And uh, pastors exhorted all week long to not be long-winded on today. Open your Bibles, please, to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Now, I have a grandson named Jeremiah. I'm not talking about looking him up. I'm talking about the Bible book of Jeremiah. Please, and go to chapter, I guess it's 29 I want to start in. I'm going to jump around in this book. So, Ryan, just hold on back there. I'm going to jump around in this book for a little bit. How many of you have heard this verse? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Lord Jesus, would you uh, come and release your grace again? that I might speak your word with clarity, with that uh, amazing grace that you give us, that when a mere man speaks your word, it becomes a life-giving thing in the hearing ear of the believer. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle of preaching today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you all had a happy New Year and had some fun time with family and friends, and I hope your team won. Now, the thing is, all the teams can't win, but I hope your team won. Mine did. Part of mine did, anyway. And so, enjoy. I hope you're enjoying this New Year's weekend. This is kind of a holiday weekend in that the first was on Friday, and Folks are gone and traveling. Some of you are listening to me online. And as one person said to me the other day, their wife drives and they listen to the preaching on Sunday. I said, well, as long as somebody's driving and paying attention to the highway. You know, uh, God's been so good to us. For many of us, 2020 was difficult. But others, it was not so difficult. They had real breakthroughs in 2020. We celebrate with them. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, but I want to bring, I've got a word. I've got a word. It, it's, uh, it's not too complicated, but it's different. And it, it, it comes to us from the book of Jeremiah. Does everybody know who Jeremiah was? He was a prophet of God. He was prophesying when Israel was being taken away by Nebuchadnezzar into captivity in Babylon. He was born as a young man, and a call of God came to him. You read all that in the early, book, uh, early chapters of Jeremiah. 
but he was a, a young man prophesying. And he was prophesying to people who didn't want to hear what he had to say. It reminds me of preaching sometimes. But he was prophesying to a nation, the nation of Israel, who had come under the judgment of God because of their rebellion and their unbelief. Because they continued to not trust God. Israel, from the time they came out of Egypt until current with Jeremiah, never learned to trust God. Every time a difficulty would arise, they would look for another resource. They would choose the neighborhood, the neighboring kings. They would try mercenaries. They would do all kinds of things. And finally, in desperation, they might trust God. And so I, I think some of us joke about it from time to time. And we'll say something like, are we down to prayer? You know, have we done everything we know to do besides pray? Or are we actually down to prayer? When we ought to be saying, prayer ought to be the first element that we embrace when we face a problem. And I mean more than, oh God, help. I mean prayer ought to be the first thing we go to, not the last thing we go to. But thank God, some people get to it sooner or later. But what had happened is Israel had so uh, offended God that God took their protection away and sold them into captivity. What do I mean by sold? I mean, he just let Nebuchadnezzar conquer the land. Now, we know that God could stop that because on another occasion, Sennacherib came to overthrow Jerusalem, and the Bible says that an angel, like one, an angel struck down 186,000 men overnight, I believe. So, you know, an angel. God can get it done. But God requires relationship with you and I. It's one of these things where you just kind of casually know God, and then you get in a crisis, and now you want God to show up. You've got to be careful about that stuff because God wants, desires, requires relationship with him. And really, it's not hard to have a relationship with God. But it does take a little bit of time, a little bit of effort, and some humility, and the inviting of him to be with you, and you conforming yourself through his grace and power to the principles that he asks us to live by, to represent him in the earth. Well, I was reading this Jeremiah 29, 11. God, you know the thoughts. So I got to asking myself, you know me, I'm big on context. Let's not lift these verses out of context. What was he saying? Well, he, this was something God was saying to the people who were already in Babylon. I want to read you something. Back up a chapter or two. Go to chapter 27, uh, verse 7. So all nations shall serve him. Talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, and his son and his son's son. So that's the, the father, the son, and the grandson. Okay. Until the time of his land comes 
And then many nations and great kings shall make him serve them. So what do you mean? Well, Nebuchadnezzar was ordained of God to rule that known world at that time. And if you resisted his, his uh, kingship, you get squished like a bug. Jeremiah even called together prophets and sent them to the surrounding nations, usually people who were the enemies of Israel, and said, don't listen to your prophets, don't resist Nebuchadnezzar, bow your knee, humble yourself to his kingship so that you can prosper. I thought, what? And then in verse 10 it says, they prophesy a lie to you to remove you far from your land, and I will drive you out, and you will perish. So this thing is going on. God has sent Israel into captivity for 70 years. And Daniel, toward the end of Daniel's life, in Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, uh, the scripture says Daniel recognized from the writing of the scriptures that they were coming to the end of the captivity, and he began to intercede on their behalf. I'm not going to preach on that. I could because this is one of the wonderful passages that talks about how that you can pray on behalf of somebody else. And you can confess their sin when it's not your sin. It's a very fascinating teaching on intercessory prayer right there. But God is sending a message to these guys. Listen, don't resist what I'm doing in the earth. And here's the word that dropped in my heart this week. On New Year's Eve, I know where I was when God dropped this word in my heart. You know, some of us get in situations because of choices we make. Not the best choices, but we get ourselves into a fix. Some of us are in fixes not because of anything we did, but because of some things and choices and decisions other people did. Right? And we want to change that in those situations quickly. I do. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. But sometimes you're there for a purpose. Now, the will of God for you while you're there is peace, hope, to give you a future. But you may not, you ever, have you ever had a job that God put you in and you just don't like it? You'd rather be anywhere but there, but you know you've been put there by the will of God? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being in a circumstance or a situation that you'd rather not be in, you don't like it, there's nothing pleasant about it, but you know in your heart that God called you and he's anointed you for this time in that place. And at the will of God, you're not going to get out of that spot quick. No matter how much you pray about it, no matter how much you shout and holler, worship and sing songs and do other things, you're just not going to get out of that place quick until God's finished working in you and through you. And sometimes we need to ask the Lord, Lord, am I in this situation because I need to grow, I need to learn, I need to develop, I need to do, something needs to happen in me 
Or am I here because I'm the voice of the kingdom of God in this context? And while it's uncomfortable for me, I'm your voice. I'm your voice. I'm the one that's living a life that's, uh, that's reflective of you. That people are watching me and they're watching me how I deal with life and how I deal with my kids and how I deal with my grandkids and how I deal with the, the crumminess of life. There's people's eyes on me all the time. And am I reflecting the glory of God or am I as carnal as they are? I think all of us need to, going into this new year, I think all of us need to think, Lord, how are you trying to use me? Now, I think there's times to be delivered and times to be free. Did you know that the Holy Spirit was moving among us this morning and healing people? Some of you came in here with aches and pains and, and, and problems and distresses that in the worship that was going on this morning, as Jonathan was leading us, the Holy Spirit was touching that. If you'll consider it, you'll realize something's changed. You know, we're a church that prays for the sick. We're a church that sees people healed. We're a church that believes in miracles and sees miracles happen. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying fall in love with the criminals. But I am saying, just like Jeremiah said to these people who were in captivity, you know, 70 years is a long time. You know, we're, in the United States, we're used to pretty much instant gratification. You, if you get whatever you want to get, and you can put it on a credit card, or you can pay cash for it, but you can get it if you want to. We're not used to waiting. Seventy years is at least two generations, maybe 2.5. So the people that Jeremiah was sending these letters to and speaking to saying, listen, even in your captivity, God is for you. God has a future for you. God has hope for you. This, I don't care where you are or what you're living through right now. God has hope for you. He has a future for you. It may take you a little bit of time to get out of it. You may have to learn to walk in righteousness. You may have to learn to make better choices. You know, keeping your, your flesh happy is not always the best choice. That was a place for a great big amen. Sometimes you have to mortify the flesh. Y'all know that word mortify? That's a great word. Did you use it this week? Of course not. You have to die to some stuff. You have to die to your will and surrender to his will. Amen. But even in the midst of a trial, even in the midst of a, a difficulty, you may not have done anything. You don't deserve it, but you're there. What are you going to do when you're there? I got a whole message I like to preach on the place there, the place called there, when you find yourself there. You know, and you find yourself, and you remind yourself by the promises of God. What if you failed God, and you think God's judged you? Can I tell you that Jesus on the cross paid the penalty for all judgment? 
It was enough. His sacrifice was enough that you don't live under judgment. But I heard the Holy Spirit say this week, you know, I called in David and Travis and said, listen, I need to talk about this because I'm not sure I know how to present it. But this is the word of the Lord. Some of you are in a place that you didn't have anything to do with you getting there. You may not have made the best choices since you've been there, but in that place there, you didn't. It, something was done to you. Something was said about you. Something was uh, not done that needed to be done. Something was done that shouldn't have been done, but it's got you in a place. You're in that place. What am I going to do? I'm going to pray and say, God, get me out of this place. What if you're in that place for the glory of God? What if God wants to get you out of that place, but while you're there, he still has peace, he still has hope, he still has provision, he still has the answers to your questions, he has not left you. Verse 12 says, Then you will call upon him. You will pray. God will listen. You will seek me. You will find me. When you search for me with all your heart. And just what I'm trying to say this morning, I think. I know what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say it. 2021, don't give up on God. You may be in a place. But if you will call on him and seek his face. He will meet you in your place. You may be there a while. Have you ever made a decision that set up circumstances in your life that you could not change? You just couldn't change them. But you know what you can do in those circumstances? You can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You can have hope. You can have peace. You can have wisdom. You can have the presence of God in your life and you will be a testimony of the kingdom of God in the midst of your difficulty and one day you'll walk out of that. Sometimes we pray a lot to, to deal with our uncomfortableness. And we all like to be comfortable, don't we? If I'm hurting, I want to, I want to quit hurting. And that's physical pain or emotional pain, or whatever kind of pain it may be. I don't want to have it. I'm a wimp. I'm just saying, actually I'm not saying, God's saying, I don't know if you're online listening to me hearing this, or here in the building, but God's saying, through the prophet Jeremiah, he's speaking to us again this morning. You may be in some form of captivity, meaning you're in a set of circumstances. You didn't have anything to do with it, or maybe you did, but here you are. You're wanting out immediately. Maybe you don't get out immediately. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to the not immediate? You seek God with all your heart. You follow him. You don't just follow your emotions. You just don't speak everything that falls into your mouth. You know, sometimes we need to have a filter that's attached to our vocal cords. 
We need to think before we speak. Don't you think? We need to think before we speak. So I want you. I want this to be an encouraging word. It's not like you're stuck there. It's like while you're there, God's with you, and you're going to learn some things, and He's going to bring you through. And there's a, there is a day absolutely in front of you that's going to be freedom, and it's going to be wonderful. But it might not be today. I think as we go into 2021, there are families in this church that are associated with this church that you're going to walk out of some things you've been walking in for years. But you're going to walk out of them this year. You're going to make better choices that get you free from the places where you've been. I've been praying for choices. You know, it, um, I can't make your choices for you. as your pastor. And I'm not going to yell at you about it. I found out as a dad, yelling at my sons wasn't the best approach. Sometimes when I was yelling at them, I got back, good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over what I was given out. I'm just telling you guys, it's time for us to make better choices. Pastor Travis is going to be talking about during the offering time, uh, naming your seed. Some of you, this is a word from heaven. Some of you need to hear this. It'll change your financial circumstances over this next six months to a year. Learning how to, in faith, be diligent with the tithe and learn how to name your seed in faith, trusting God for the return. Okay? God knows his thoughts toward you, and they're good. God knows his plans for your life, and they're good. When you seek him with your whole heart, he will hear your prayer and respond to you. Remember, this is Old Testament stuff here. They didn't even understand grace the way we do. They didn't understand the mercy of Jesus the way we do. Really and truly. They were under an old covenant a covenant of law, a covenant of, of rules to keep and sacrifices to make. It was an old covenant. But we are under a new covenant that has better promises through the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to come back and say it one final time, maybe. But I'm going to come back and say it. The word of the Lord this week, as we go into the, the next year, into 2021, was listen. God will for you where you are is good. Now, you may not be happy about where you are, but God in that circumstance wants to in, be with you in that circumstance and bring you out, but bring you out in a way that changes your life forever. that allows the kingdom of God to explode in you and in your family. Sometimes we want to get out of our fix so bad that we'll fix our fix. But if you do that, you know what happens? God will fix another fix. It's not hard. You'll make another dumb choice. You'll associate with somebody who'll make a dumb choice and leave you in a fix. 
pastor teacher Bob Mumford used to say, God fixes the fix to fix you. And if you fix the fix before you're fixed, you'll fix another fix. Because God is faithful and true. He loves you so much. He wants to help you in your choices, your decision making. He is amazing. He loves us with an everlasting love. He really, really does. Thank you for listening to the Life Changer Church Podcast. You can join us each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are located at 2221 Cornerstone Avenue. You can reach the church office at 918-341-8344. You are always welcome at Life Changer Church. See you soon.